Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is about working for free. And in this episode, you will learn the pros and cons of sponsoring nonprofit and charity events. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 43 of The Wedding Sassholes. She's never not going to say it like that, guys, just so you know. If you guys could see my face, it makes <laughs> She looks ridiculous. Ridiculous, but... Well, I think this is a great topic because I hear a lot of vendors complain about it, that they get these requests from some company they've never heard of and none being like, hey, we're hosting this event and can you come work for free? Um, yes. I mean, I get them all the time. It's like, oh, hi, hello, how are you? You know, and it's interesting that we have, I have a family member who works in the nonprofit sector and she is currently working on like this massive event that she's putting on. And one of the things I said to her was like, well, how are you asking, um, you know, the sponsors in terms of sponsoring, like what's the benefit and whatever. And it was really interesting because she, they didn't really go at it with a plan. And so it's a wonder why vendors are shocked about, um, you know, they just ask and why we just delete the emails. Well, because it's, it's, it's dumbfounding when you get the email and they just basically are like, when you give us all of these things for free, there's this many people and it's usually over a hundred. Yeah. There's over a hundred people. And we would love if you could do this completely free because we are a nonprofit. Then you go to their website and they're charging an astronomical fee to attend said charity event because it's a gala or whatever. And you're like, so you're, you want me to donate all of my services and all of my product for free. You're charging a high amount on that ticket. And you want me to also do giveaways and everything else. Like, where's yeah. the benefit? Tell me what the benefit is because right now I just see you benefiting and I don't see anything for myself. So that's what we're going to talk about today. There are two different kinds of sponsorship that I see the most often happen. Um, I think because we work in the event industry and most of these charities put on events and fundraisers and things like that, the most common request is in-kind sponsoring of services, of asking mm -hmm. us to provide the DJ, the photographer, the, you know, the linens, the whatever that they need for the event. Like that is probably because we work in events, whereas if you were a different type of business, they maybe wouldn't be asking for that. What would they ask for instead? They would ask for just straight up donations. Yeah. They're usually asking for money or sometimes it'll be for like in my world, I get asked a lot for like, oh, can you help us get items for the raffle, the auction, the yeah. whatever? Like, can you help us get, you know, items to give away? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get the email for sponsoring of our products and services for free or just straight up here's the different levels of sponsoring of just straight money. And I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week when it was just about sponsoring like events for our own industry, which duh, are like a no brainer to do. But I think a lot of the same rules apply when it comes to the nonprofit sector in terms of some of the questions you're going to want to ask and information you're going to get um, along the way. But one of the things that if you are someone who is a business who is like, I am not giving of my services for free. I'm not doing, here's like, this sounds terrible, but I'm going to say it anyways, that when you get asked for things like this, one of the almost the easiest things rather than 
guaranteeing of your time to make, you know, to go shoot an eight hour event with crazy expectations or whatever. One of the easiest things you can do is say, you know, we're not available for the event, but let me give a certificate for X. Like, let me give a one hour family shoot. Um, as a photographer, you know, or we'll do a 30 minute family photo shoot. And then you guys can auction that off. Because one of the things I love about giving certificates, raffles or charities or whatever is that you can put limitations on them. Like as a certificate, you can say it's I we only shoot it on these days in this season, it expires by such and such date. Um, you know, so you can limit it in a way that you know, you're not being an a hole, but it doesn't really hurt your current business, right? You're not going to give up a Saturday in hmm. season to shoot. But the other thing I find is that people at these fundraisers tend to buy shit to buy shit just to donate and more than half the time those certificates never get redeemed and I am one of those people I have like five of them in the office they're all expired one of them I bought an entire week in a timeshare in Cancun never freaking used it guys it was not cheap but I was intoxicated at an event in the time frame the limitations I wasn't able to use it whatever it like went to waste but you still get the same like marketing recognition sometimes by from mm -hmm. the sponsorship of doing that. So if you're like, oh, man, I get asked for these things all the time, you might want to think of is there some kind of certificate that's not a huge deal that's like I can do a birthday cake pickup Monday through Thursday for a single tier 12 serving cake that is like, here's your three choices of design. You know what I mean? Like, is there something you can give away? Mm -hmm. But it's also going to save you time in the long run. Yeah, because you're loud, not but... making as big of a commitment. Mm -hmm. You're not the asshole and you're not having to make as big of a commitment, but you're you're satisfying their need of requesting something. So here's something. I'm not just saying no, go F yourself, but here's something and thank you for thinking of us. It also puts you in front of a different audience than that you would normally be in front of and you never know. So recently, this little side story, we did a chair. There's a charity for cakes. It's actually called... Um, not give kids the world. It's we're called icing angels. It's baking, it's baking cakes for kids that unfortunately are, are very terminal. Um, Got it. and we, we did a cake recently. It was a Spider-Man cake. Well, the parents of the little boy that we did the cake for are actually getting married. So ironically enough, they are already looking for a wedding cake baker. And because we did their son's birthday cake, um, it was absolutely free for them because we did that. And they got in contact with us. They already tried the cake because we made it for his birthday. We now have them as a client, which I mean, they would have never known who we were, but it's right. called Icing Smiles. So it does put you in front of a different type of like audience and you never know who in that audience is going to need your services down the road. So yeah, so let's figure out like where to start. So when you get those requests in, my very first suggestion is to make sure you do your due diligence to learn about the charity. Because sometimes you get requests from places, I want you to go on their website, start digging around, looking through, make sure that they are actually a legitimate charity, like a 5013C, mm -hmm. like make sure they have that. And if they do, it will be listed on their website. It has to be like by law, they have to put it out there. But I really want you to go dig around and be like, learn all the things you can about them. Go look through their social media, look through and just make sure that whatever it is they're fundraising for or whatever, that, that it aligns with your values. 
Because what if you like read it and you're like, oh, it's some parenthood, blah, 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 whatever. And maybe they're, this is so extreme, but maybe they're anti-abortion and you're pro-choice, right? Like you need to make sure that you're really paying attention to where you're putting your time and energy. And I know sometimes we get busy and it's like, oh, that sounds good. Let me just check that box. Well, and you want to make sure that whatever your business is representing, because it aligns with with your values, we're putting your name on it. So if they are extremists of any yeah. kind. We've talked about this in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. So the things about religion and politics and things. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but even you know, when a venue gives of their space to hold something political, whether it's Republican or Democratic, and you may say we allow everybody, but the minute you hold it and they it's see assumed. It's that, assumed. that event is at that venue, even if they paid for the rental, but if they find, if people find out that you gave them the space and you donate it from a political standpoint, it's immediate assumption. So you just have mm-hmm. to make sure that it aligns with your values. I also think you need to Google the name of the charity with the word reviews. Because I didn't think about that one. They look really, they might look sexy on their own site and their own marketing, their own social, but you would be amazed sometimes somebody's been reported to the Better Business Bureau or, you know, it's been like, I donated to this charity or we tried to get services from this group and and we were denied, like things like that. So I just like, and you want to ask and find out where's the money go from the donation. Like you said, Vanessa, sometimes they're asking all the vendors to donate and they're selling tickets to an event that's $250, $300. And it's like, where does that go? Because if the CEO is making $250,000 a year of that charity and it goes to their salary, I mean, eh, like, come on. Oh, where's the money going? Yeah. Well, you... You want to do your research. You want to do your homework. Make sure that you really dig into, I mean, even like under the, we have Sunbiz. I don't know what it's called in other states, but you want to make sure they're actually filed as a nonprofit and as a, a charity. Yeah. So you could easily look that up yourself or you can request their forms. They have to have paperwork saying yep. that that's what they are. And if you, if they submit it to you, you can use it at, as terrible as it sounds. You can use it as a tax write-off. I was going to say you need it for year. taxes anyways. You do. You need it for taxes anyways, but they have to present you with that paperwork. Don't just take it by their word. So ask for the, do your due diligence, make sure you do your research, but also ask for the paperwork. Don't be afraid to ask for it. They have to give it to you. Yeah, they, they'll provide it. You just have to get, you just have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. so you've done your research into them and, and they've reached out to you and said, oh, you know, we want you to sponsor this, whatever. You really have to get detailed on the perks. Well, just like in our last episode, our well, one right before this, ask all the questions. Yeah. What are the perks? What am I understand that I am providing something, but where is my benefit? What is the benefit of sponsoring said event? And you would think, I mean, before we recorded this episode, I just did some Googling to be like ideas of how to, you know, promote your sponsors at an as a nonprofit and whatever. And the list that comes up of like all the ideas of the things you can do, but they're usually their request packets are not the best. They send an email being like, hey, we need this from you and we'll list you as a sponsor. And I'm like, list me where, how many times, in what way, like get really detailed on the perks because you need to understand what their goals from the event is specifically, like what are they trying to achieve with that event? And then all the ways that the opportunities you have to get exposed to their audience. 
Yeah. Do they have social media presence? Do they even have a social media account? Because I have seen some of these places that only have a website. So do they have social media presence? Is there going to be backlinks to your website from there saying that you're a sponsor? Is there going to be an email marketing campaign? Is there marketing materials at the event with your information on it? Is there going to be, um, you know, those banners? What are they? The pop-up banners? Yep. One of those at, what are they called? Step and repeat? Is that what it's called? Yep. Step and repeat um, with logos on you, it. Yep. Are you going to be on a step and repeat? Or is there going to be a banner hanging over a table with sponsors? on? Like, ask all of these questions. If you're not going to be listed anywhere, I don't see the benefit. I'm sorry. Just because you are a nonprofit or a charity doesn't mean that I should automatically say yes, just because I feel like I'm helping out with something. There has to be a benefit. Unfortunately, this is business. Yeah. It's nothing personal. I need to have some type of, of, you know, return of investment on this. And maybe you're just giving away my like, services. Yeah, maybe you give away what's important. Maybe you ask for what's important to you. Maybe they have a huge social media following. So maybe you can ask to collab on a reel from the event or... Maybe they have a massive email list and you can say, hey, you know, will you share the email list of attendees so I can email them after the fact, just saying thank you so much. You can approve the email in advance, but the recognition needs to be relevant to what's important to you and the platforms that matter to you. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be swag bags? Uh, Do you get free tickets to the event? Do you get to invite people to the event? These are all questions that you should be asking on top of the other sponsor questions that we told you about last week. Yeah. And here's one of my other interesting ones that people tend to forget. If you are going to in-kind donate and participate in the event itself, I like to ask who's the event planner? Meaning like, is this like the first time you've done this event? Is this the 20th time you've done this event? What's the level of experience? Because sometimes there isn't like a fundraising event planner. And it's like the secretary in the office who's helping to put this on. And they might not be coming at it with the level of expertise and communication that you might need, especially if you're doing it for free. So I would definitely ask the questions about the history of the event. You know, what were the numbers last year? How much were you able to raise last year? Like, where did the money go? Like, don't feel bad about asking that. Like, this is all relevant to you. I would even go out on a limb and ask if they have um, mass sponsor information and maybe reach out to them for a reference. Yeah, I don't think that that could hurt. I don't think that hurts at all. Like, hey, you know, we got reached by this company or not company, but, you know, nonprofit. We know that you sponsored with them last year. What was your experience? What did you do? Like ask questions. I mean, why not? Yeah, but there's so many... It is. And there's so many benefits that can come from sponsoring these things. So I don't want you to, we're not over here being like, ask all these questions so you can say no. I want you to just ask the question so you make sure you're getting the best you can out of it. I have seen, you know, people sponsor, be really diligent to find a fundraiser who, so let me give you an example of something that comes to mind. The cousin in the family who works for a nonprofit, it's a nonprofit with horses, with kids who have like different emotional needs and they do like equine therapy. Well, if you're a photographer who maybe shoots weddings, but you also shoot a lot, I, literally someone comes to mind in the horse world, right? That could be, that's the kind of charity that you might want to partner with because it could, the people who attend charity functions at a horse charity are horse people. 
right? Like the majority of them are going to be horse people. So they might have horses and want photos with their horses and you could grow your business from that. So, Mm -hmm. but it takes that time and energy to really make sure that you of the charities have the ideal audience, whether it's income levels, age range, like, can you find something that's like, women empowerment or you know women entrepreneurs from 25 to 38 holy shit they're all getting married right so like what are the kinds of things that you can find the charities that have your ideal audience there we're not saying to not sponsor these events we're just making sure that you understand exactly what you're getting into so that you don't go into it with presumptions and then you get upset because you didn't ask these questions or it wasn't communicated with you on what to expect so yeah because then you, this, those are the vendors we hear standing around talking and bitching being like oh my god I did this event and it was terrible they never responded to anything they didn't give me the timeline we didn't get any information and it's like well if you had asked the right questions in advance yeah did, maybe what questions did you ask them oh I didn't right. well you can't assume because then that just makes you look like an asshole. Uh Uh-huh. And so I think one of the other things you can do is we talked about this last week too, is about being proactive. Because when you find something that whether it's a charity or an opportunity like this, that you're super passionate about that, like, and, and yeah, okay, great. Maybe they have your audience, maybe they don't, but it's, it's a charity that's like, you know, something that's near and dear to your heart. Like it, when it matches what is going to make you feel good, you actually care a lot less about what's the exposure point. Yeah. Cause it hits your, it hits you right in the heart. So perfect example. I used to be a foster parent for not, not children, I'm not a children person. I'm sorry. For like a but half I, a second, you should have seen my face. I was like, what the fuck no. is she taught for what animals? That's what I knew. Animals. animals. I was, I was a foster home for rescued animals and they were specifically um, dog breeds that were from like American pits, bullies, things like that. So specifically like American pit bulls. They were, it was a rescue. I was the, I was a foster home for it. And they did do a lot of charity events because a lot of these dogs, unfortunately, would come in from like different fighting rings or really bad situations yeah. and need immediate surgery and immediate care. And I would donate cupcakes. I would donate cakes to put towards the fund and they would auction them off or they would sell them at a certain price. And that money would go towards those medical bills. So that to me, it never, I never even asked, you know, what is, what do I get out of this? I was already a foster parent for it. I already had one of the bulls in my house and I was helping out because that was just like a super soft spot for me personally. So I I would, I would put up more products. Um, I would offer it as soon as they would get a new rescue. And I saw that it was in really bad shape. I'd say, Hey, do you guys need anything? Like, can we do a drive on cupcakes? You know, we can sell as many dozens and they can all pick up on Friday or anything like that. Right. So you you do put more into it when you have a passion behind it, for sure. Yeah, I had a friend um, from Connecticut and her grandmother passed from Alzheimer's and it was a really rough road. And it just, it wasn't something that like, it, it affected her. And so I wasn't able to make it to the funeral. I wasn't, but about three months out was the Alzheimer's walk here in central Florida. And so I reached out to the Alzheimer's association and said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm just wondering, 
I work in the world of catering. Like, I don't know if you need any help. I don't know if you have a board. I don't know if there's a committee that I can get involved in. And for like six years running, I ended up being like fully responsible for managing the food stations. Like other people would get it donated, but I was making sure we were like using gloves, proper like sanitary, whatever. I would manage all the volunteers in that area, you know, so when the bagels came in, we'd cut them into quarters to make them last and go further. Just so basic, but it wasn't about no one there knew what caterer I worked for. Like my name wasn't on anything, but it was about using the talents I already had in my experience into something I was passionate about. So when you find a charity that is something you're passionate about, be it animals, kids, women empowerment, or, you know, whatever that is that you love music, whatever it is, you know, if there's a charity, I think you care less about what, what am I going to get from it when it's something. So that's like the perfect storm when they match up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's also that feel good feeling. You know, it's it's you. We're very lucky in the industry that we're in that we get to do what we get to do. Because at the end of the day, having a wedding is a luxury. Do they have to hire any of us? Could they absolutely do any all of the wedding by themselves in their backyard? Absolutely. We are a luxury. So being able to give back, especially to those organizations that you really have a passion for, it's such a nice feeling to be able to be in that position to be able to give back for me anyways. So it's, I don't know. It's like that little, a little, it hits you right. Like when the Grinch, his heart grows a couple of sizes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, I'm feeling, I feel like when, especially when you're a new business and nobody's really heard about you, you're, you're over there maybe listening to this being like, nobody's ever asked me to do any of this stuff. But I promise you, as your following grows, your presence grows, you start marketing and advertising on different platforms. Don't think that they're not searching through local directories, national directories to find you or that you're on the mm-hmm. venue list and the venue that they're hosting the event hands, hands you this. So my like, one of my best pieces of advice is when you're in a business for a few years and well, we should do a whole episode on setting a budget, but, and you create your business budget for the year. I really think you need to set a specific amount of money in the budget aside for sponsorships per quarter. So what I mean is that like, you know, in episode 42 last week, we talked about sponsoring networking events. There's costs associated with that. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's actual hard cost of money, flowers, you know, ingredients, things like that. But maybe it's just time and you want to put a dollar amount on it. But I want you to like set aside money each quarter in terms of sponsorship budgeting. So let's say you say, I don't have time to give, but what I can do is give certificates. And if they get redeemed, great. Um, And I'm willing to give away three of those a quarter. Maybe nobody asked you for them and you don't find a place to do it. But put these things into your budget. It also makes it very easy to say no to something that doesn't make sense because you can say our budget is already allotted for the year or we've already spent our allotted amount, you know, this quarter. So please reach out to me next year, you know, with more advanced notice or whatever, because now you're talking about, I made a plan for this and what you're requesting doesn't match my plan instead Mm -hmm. of like, just being like, no, I don't want to. Well, yeah. Well, and you can always say that, you know, thank you so much for thinking of us. Unfortunately, we at this time don't, we've already um, committed to yep. other events that are coming up and please keep us in mind for next year or whatever. Yeah. You can, you can also be proactive if you're super new and you want to get involved, you can always be proactive and look up charities or yep. 
or, you know, nonprofit organizations that you want to start doing business with or, you know, be a part of and start participating. You can always do that as well. Vanessa spilling swag and we haven't even gotten there yet. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Well, we like to end every episode giving you that swag. We all get three action items to add to your to-do list. Well, Vanessa already spilled the first one, which is be proactive and choose a charity this year you want to get involved in. Reach out, be the first person, ask them like Vanessa used to with the pets. Is there anything we can do? How can I help? Like put on your homework list, go find one and, you know, get involved. Get involved. Absolutely. So one of my favorites is like, I think it's really important to create your own list of requirements that you need from the organization in order to donate services. I think that like you need to know what's important to you. So have yourself a little happy checklist of like, you know, it's important this year, my goal is to grow my social media following. So how can I do that with this organization? Or, you know, kind of like we talked about last episode, having your like, sponsoring file with your logo, your headshot, your bio, all the information. Do the same thing when it comes to stuff like this. Make yourself a list of requirements that you need in order to say yes. Absolutely. I'm going to challenge you to once a year, look at your clientele that you currently have and give away some of your services. It doesn't have to be a nonprofit or a charity to do something charitable. So if you know that you have a client that has just been going through it or they had some unexpected things happen this year to them, I know I have a couple of them that, you know, someone got laid off, unfortunately, because of the economy or their house, unfortunately, because they are in the Tampa area, which got really flooded for this past hurricane, if you don't know. You you always, if you're staying on top of your clients, which you should be engaging with them on a regular basis, you know that there's always someone in need. So I challenge you once a year to give away your services or upgrade their services for free to one one set of clients at least. And we're definitely going to dig deep into some ideas for that next week in episode 44. So you better make sure you listen up. Yeah, if you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We are still talking about working for free as part of your marketing. And greeting your current clients. Oh, I'm excited. That's a good topic. That's a hot topic for me. It is. It's hot. It's like... Now go make epic shit happen.